Yo, when I was 13, I had my first love. Nobody could compare or ever come above. Yo, she had me going crazy. Yeah, I was starstruck. She woke me up daily. Don't need no Starbucks. She make my heart pound. Skip a beat when I see her on the street and at school on the playground. But I really was seeing her on the weekend. She had me going crazy because she was so amazing. And now my heart is breaking. I just can't be saying, baby, get down. Good Lord. Baby, got me looking all over town. Strictly busy, don't play around. Cover much ground. Got game by the pound getting paid is a forte each and every day true play away i can't get it out of my mind wow i think about the girl all the time you blow my mind baby in time maybe i can get you in my ride what is happening why is the studio different what is the topic for today Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. Can I tell you a story? Once upon a time, about 2020, Mike Tenney was at the beach with his family, and picture this, it was sunset, there with my brothers and their wives, and my wife and my parents, the kids are playing in the surf, it's beautiful, it's a nice, cool, crisp summer evening on the Delaware shore, adults are laughing, basking in the sunset, kids are just playing, getting all wet, we didn't, they weren't even in their bathing suits, but we were just having a great time, it was our first night at the beach, beautiful, just wonderful time. I had just quit my job of 14 years to devote more time to my family, develop my music and speaking ministry that developed over the past few years and I'd been discerning that for a while and I'd finally done it and I was at the beach and normally when I'm at the beach in August with my family, I normally am like happy to be there but also there's like this oh, school year's coming and like, the, you know, the fall is really crazy and I love my job and everything but it's always kind of crazy so like as, as uh, vacation comes to an end, it's always like, oh, like this is the last big thing of summer and then it's going to be a ton of work and I didn't have that this year because I knew I wasn't going back to teaching in the fall. I didn't know really know what I was doing. I know I had these 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 plans that I felt like God was calling me to, but I didn't really have anything really planned yet. And I get a call on my phone from Nick Delatore. It wasn't really a fall. It was a Marco Polo if anybody uses that app. Three weeks later, I arrive at Nick Delatore's house in Bowling Green, Ohio, a man I had never before met in real life. We'd only become friends uh, through a Facebook group that we were in, and then we just started talking more. We started Marco Poloing and became very good friends uh, over pandemic because that was the only way to communicate with people was social media and so forth. And I was at his house three weeks later recording the first few episodes of what would become Pop Culture Catechism. Today, less than a year later, uh, we have 25 episodes recorded, including this one. We have 21 for season one. We already have four recorded for season two, which will be coming out later this summer or in the fall. We have about 10,000 video views between uh, YouTube and Facebook and about 30,000 audio podcasts, downloads, slash streams. So 
a great first year uh, for only 21 episodes that we've released so far, including this one. Uh, what we're going to do today, obviously, I am not at the Awakened Studios. This is just in my house, which is why the audio quality and the video quality will be not quite up to par what you're used to. So sorry for that. You might hear like some kids stomping or yelling or one might even join us during this episode. Uh, who knows? Uh, but today what I want to do is we're going to look back at our first year of Pop Culture Catechism just through some of the highlights uh, as well as I'm going to give you a preview of the future. You're going to get a preview later in this episode of uh, at least one episode um, from season two and a bit of what is in store for this show and uh, a couple ways that I'm going to ask you to help me out. So this episode today is, uh, if you're new to the podcast, if you're new to the show, this is a great episode for you because you're going to kind of get some of the greatest hits of the year. Uh, but also, it's uh, I'm especially making this episode with those of you in mind who have become my regular viewers, my regular listeners, the people who are sending me messages, downloading it, subscribed on a regular basis, who have become part of the heart and soul of this show. So as we're looking back through season one, we got to go back to where it all started, our very first episode. It happened to coincide, our first filming happened to coincide with the release of a super controversial song called WAP, Cardi B and Megan The Stein. It was our first episode, our most viewed episode so far on uh, on YouTube. And it was an episode where I felt super uncertain as a host. I was still finding my voice. I'd done lots of emceeing and hosting at live events, but I'd never really done much on video. And I was still kind of finding the rhythm of the show, the brand of the show, like what was the vibe we were going for? Um, so, and also this clip talks pretty explicitly about sex, so be warned if you're watching this or, or listening to this with uh, with kids around, but I think the show went great, and uh, here's a clip from our first episode on WAP. So I want to talk about what does real sexual empowerment look like for, for both men and women? Well, I mean, I just have quick thoughts even on NFP. Like, I was so empowered when language was used about my body that I didn't have to feel shame about. And now I use it all the time. And when people cringe, I'm like, you're the problem. Let's let's use that language. Like for example, uh, you can't say cervical mucus around people without them being like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. But that's the most beautiful. And that's, and that's also, I hear, that's what this wet ass about. pineapple and, <laughs> and that's what I think of is like yes cervical mucus like all praise because God made that and it's the most incredible thing ever why is it so incredible tell me well when you if you ever take NFP or whatever you just learn that it's like one of the most magical I mean and listen listen a woman can know exactly what's happening in her body just by studying the different kinds of cervical mucus when it occurs Mm -hmm. what it looks like what it but but part of why it's magical is that if there's like there's almost nothing in this universe i could think of more powerful or magical than the creation of a new life and that is when a woman's body is most predisposed to i mean laura i'm not going to speak on this because you're here because you'll speak on it way better than me but (laughs) yeah no but even in just a woman being empowered and learning her body yeah oh absolutely i just love cervical mucus Mm -hmm. for that reason yeah because it, it tells you so much about what's going on so you'd be a great student to have because you would not be so shy and like weirded out by it. Um, like, because I talk about this stuff all the time and I don't get weird about it because I guess, I don't know, it's my job. And I, I, I decided that even if it was a little bit uncomfortable at first to begin teaching natural family planning, because 
Like this is stuff that needs to be talked about because women don't know about their own bodies and it's ridiculous. And they feel embarrassed <laughs> and, to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And we were, it's just unfortunate because it's great that we give our middle school, you know, age girls a changing bodies talk and that's great. But just, there's no way that it should stop there for women um, I just feel like we should have like whole courses during high school or at least college, yeah. you know, for women to be able to understand and know what's going, going on with their body because cervical mucus is a naturally occurring thing that women will think is something is wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when we start teaching yes. some women, they'll be like, oh, wow, now that you're mentioning this. I do have that. And I just thought there was something <laughs> right weird with me, exactly. you know, or I just thought maybe, you know, there was something wrong, you know, and it's like, no, you're mm -hmm. fine. You're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, this is your body. It's natural response the way it should be. That episode really started us on this journey of pop culture catechism. It really set this tone that we weren't going to shy away from controversial topics and conversations. And even though we got some pushback, there were definitely some people that were like, there's nothing redeeming about that song. You shouldn't even be bringing, uh, drawing attention to it or affirming it in any way. You know, do you know that artist is pro-choice? We shouldn't support anything about these artists. We definitely got some pushback on that. And, but we decided, you know, we are going to talk about some controversial topics sometime. We're not going to be afraid to have those conversations because there are plenty of places in the Catholic world, in the Christian world, and let's just face it, in the world in general, where people are just condemning and hating. And not that things there aren't some things worth condemning or that we didn't even condemn some things, but I'm just, I'm so sick of this fortress mentality that like the world out there is evil and we're going to stay here protected in our bubble. And I just think that's so contrary to the gospel and what, what Jesus was trying to, trying to do. Um, and so just going that first time to Bowling Green to the Awakened Studios and staying with Nick and Alina in their house and just kind of seeing their vision for Awakened Catholic. It's not this sad, sequestered, seclusionary sort of Christianity. And Nick really encouraged me to dive in, to dig in. And I really love how we're, we're reaching people. Like I know that people are watching the show who are devout Catholics and devout Christians. And I know there's some people watching this that haven't gone to church in a long time and aren't really on great terms with the church. There, there, there's some older people. I had somebody the other day message me and say, I'm 76 and I love your show. Meanwhile, I have people who are in high school and in college that tell me that they, they watch the show all the time. And so I'm super happy that just we're, we're getting this response and people are really liking the show. And I don't want to water down the gospel. I don't want to water down the faith at all. And I don't think we do. But at the same time, we got to we gotta talk about it in a way that's accessible and can relate to people. So and, uh, Nick and Alina, when I first like met them in person and, and saw the way that they were running uh, Awaken Studios, just their vision for creating high quality content that rivals or is sometimes better than a lot of the other big names in Catholic or Christian media out there. And also just the missionary way that they live their lives and run their family. It's just a beautiful thing to see. And I said, you know, this is a team I want to be a part of. This is something I, I, I want to, I want to invest in and pour my talents into. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big on collaboration. I like, I, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not that good at. And so I really want to find other people that are good at the things that I'm not great at. And so I, I think the Delatoris are, are really just, their vision really complements me in, in my strengths. Well, so, um, we got to Ohio and, uh, well, first of all, before, before I tell that story, just, uh, I, I, I want to love on the Delatories a little bit. One for 
inviting me to do this show and, and believing in me and trusting in me when I hadn't done something quite like this before. But also, like, they are so incredibly talented music-wise and production-wise and just their vision. They have kind of this entrepreneurial passion that is not like any sort of worldly ambition. It's like a very holy ambition. They have an artistic passion and, like, the music they create is just, like, such a high quality. It's not like you can tell, like, oh, this is kind of Christian art, so it's not that good. Like, it's kind of the stereotype. Like, they are doing really high quality stuff and uh they're they're using it for the lord and they they like haven't even taken a salary yet like the the oh, the board like the board of directors for awaken catholic the nonprofit, like sets their salary but they have not taken a salary yet they've just it's just been all kind of going to awaken catholic um and they just live with such a missionary passion i love it so i got to ohio i did the first four shows the idea was i was going to do one show a month because i lived in dc i couldn't be doing a weekly show and so uh we recorded the first four. We did WAP. We did 21 Pilots on Blurry Face. We did uh, Taylor Swift's Folklore. And we did Frozen, uh, which is going to be our Christmas episode. So we had September, October, November, December. Uh, and then after we got through the first four episodes, I think it was Alina who was like, we we got to do more episodes. And Nick was like, can you stay another day? And can we find some people and record some more episodes? So I called up my friend Brian Rude, who I knew would be down to talk about Ed Sheeran. I called up my friend Benjamin Jude, who I knew would be good down to talk about Paramore. And Nick and I were like, what can we talk about? And we're like, Lincoln Park. And so we started talking about Lincoln Park. And that ended up being, I think, one of our best episodes so far. Even though Lincoln Park is like a band that was in their heyday maybe 15, 20 years ago, like that episode really resonated with people. We've got a lot of really good feedback about it. It was one of the first times I put music in the show and Nick and I started off um, playing some music together, which was really cool. And I've, I've sent that resonated so well with people. We, we've tried to work music like into pretty much every episode um, since then. But Nick also went deep talking about his parents' divorce, talking about problems in the church. Uh, it's just one of my favorite episodes. One, and you can, it was really when, when Nick and I were like discovering, oh, we can be friends in person and we can be ministry partners in person and this is going to work. Um, so it's one of my favorite uh, uh, moments all year. Here's a clip from that episode. Check it out. Watch how the moon sits in the sky in the dark night, shining with the light from the sun. The sun doesn't give the light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna owe him one. It makes me think of how you act with me. You do favors there rapidly. You just turn around and start asking me about things that you want back from me. I'm sick of the tension, sick of the hunger, sick of you acting like I owe you this. Find another place to feed your greed while I find a place to rest. I wanna be in another place when you say you don't understand. Say it's not meant to be. I wanna be with the energy and not with Okay, so a little bit of the history of this show. So I'm on the beach, I get the call or the Marco Polo from Nick and I looked to my wife Maddie and I was like, uh, you know, and basically what Nick said is, is there a world in which you would come to Ohio like every few months and record some episodes that he wanted me to be on the men's show, uh, which I have been on some. And uh, he's just like, I-, I feel like you would be great for this show. Uh, and he's like, you know, and if you want your own show, you could you could do that, too. And I looked at Maddie and she looked at me and she's like, yeah, you totally do that. You would rock that. And I was like, OK. Yeah, so I called him back right away, and he's like, really? I never thought that was going to actually be a thing. I was just kind of throwing it out there, and three weeks later, I was at his house. So all of a sudden, I had to come up with an idea for a show, which was something I had been thinking about doing for probably seven years, something like that. Um, And it's really amazing for me to uh, think about how uh, 
this idea has developed and the Lord has really like crafted this. Cause I feel like where we've arrived at with pop culture catechism is like, this is what I've, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been trying to do for the last seven or eight years. Um, but it's, it's really something that I've dreamt of doing since 2013. So the concept of this show really began in 2013. And there were three things that happened that year. One, I was still teaching high school and I got told I was teaching church history. And so I was looking up activities and just videos to help my church history students. And I discovered this thing called crash course run by Hank Green and John Green called the vlog brothers on youtube and i was like whoa these guys are doing cool stuff with social media it would be great to do a like a a christian catholic faith perspective version of what they're doing um the second thing that happened is i got a smartphone that year for the first time and i was introduced to the world of podcasts and uh the third and so like father baron and the way he would talk about um movies sometimes. Uh, I started listening to Catching, uh, Catching Foxes when they came out and just how they were kind of unafraid to be kind of irreverent and just kind of forget about the the kind of the pious facade that a lot of Catholic media has. Um, Song and Story, my friend Kevin Hyder started a podcast that was just really going deep dives on unpacking music, which I loved. Uh, the Catholic Stuff You Should Know Guys on Teaching the Faith. Uh, my friend Stacy started Called Caffeinated where she just had these amazing guests on and had deep conversations with them. So shout out to all those shows, but um, I, I I just I saw these things and I was like, I, I kind of want to do that. 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 Um, so that was maybe 2013 through 2016, 17. Uh, the third thing that happened in 2013 was I had to recertify my teaching certificate. And so I was taking some online classes or, or, and uh, one of the classes was in like educational technology and I had to do a project. And I was like, I'm going to do the Vlogbrothers thing. So I made a few videos, which are still on my YouTube channel. You can go to the playlist called Talks and you can see some of the first ones I made. I made one on the, like the biblical definition of marriage and I made one on uh, like being spiritual and not religious. And they're very like lots of jump cuts and lots of silly little goofy jokes. And uh, it, those, they took me forever to make. Um, and they were like way more than the project involved. Um, but I was like, I can do this. I'll make like one a month and then I'll start developing this YouTube channel. Um, and it never really happened. It turned from like once a month to like once a year. And like, I definitely wasn't able to edit them that much. They got much shorter. Um, and so there's some more on there. I made a pro-life one that, that, that has done pretty well. I made one on the movie, the Martian. Um, I made one on like, how far is too far? I kind of started this, like ask Mr. T thing for my students. Whenever they would ask me a question a lot, I would, I would, I would answer it and post it on Instagram. And so I was doing stuff like that, but just the life of a teacher was so crazy. I was never able to do it in a regular way. Like I'd get to one or two a year, maybe. And you know, I'd do one on the Syrian refugee, uh, crisis. And when I was really passionate about that, but it was just so hard to do with full-time teaching career. And I also started having kids then. And, um, yeah, so I just could not do it. And I didn't even have the techno know how to do it at high quality. Um, I was using like crappy video editors and a crappy camera. I still have a crappy camera. <laughs> um, so, uh, but around that time, also my band stopped playing, uh, just, it wasn't like a nasty breakup or anything, but my band, the understudies still on Spotify. If you're interested in that, you can look up the understudies. Uh, there's also a rap group called the understudies. We're not them, even though they put us on the same thing on Spotify. So just the songs on Spotify, that are the understudies that are not the rap songs. Uh, that's us. And, uh, the band has stopped playing like our drummer moved to Florida and we were just kind of all doing different things. And so we, we stopped booking gigs and, uh, that was also really when my speaking and, and worship ministry really took off. Like a bunch of people saying, Hey, come do worship for this. Come do worship for this. Come do speaking for this. We need a speaker for this conference or whatever. Um, so all those things were happening in 2013. And so for, so by 2015, I kind of launched my Mike Tenney music ministry, uh, you know, webpage. And that's kind of when it became kind of like my official side gig. Um, which is not my not so side gig. <laughs> uh, so when Nick called me and asked me, 
uh, I'd already been thinking about this for a long time. And my first idea was I was going to do a show called Awaken Catholic Reviews. And when, when I quit my job, I, I thought like, okay, it's time to start a podcast. It's time to start a YouTube channel. It's time to really do this thing that I've been thinking about for a long time. And the idea of Awaken Catholic Reviews was just going to be, I was going to review albums mostly, maybe movies every once in a while, but mostly just albums that came out or classic albums. I was going to review them from a Catholic perspective. I didn't even really think about guests at first. Um, and then I, I told Nick and he's like, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. And I told my wife and she was like, that sounds like a lame name. You need to come up with a better name than that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I went to the drawing board and I brainstormed a bunch of names and I came up with the idea of pop culture catechism. And just immediately I liked the ring of it and I brought it back to my wife and she's like, that's it. And I told Nick and he's like, yeah, that sounds like a much like a much cooler name. It's just just catchier and, and we already have like the Awakened Catholic show. So I think it's better for, um, it, it'll do, just, it'll brand better. And so... I started pop culture catechism and then the idea kind of developed from there. Like, well, what's a catechism? A catechism is some way of learning the faith for teaching the faith. And so often through the years, I've talked about this on the show, like a lot of the catechisms, a lot of the ways that we've learned the faith is through a dialogue, through talking things out. And I'd seen that in the classroom for years. Like, you know, if you read Thomas Aquinas's stuff, a lot of times it's a question and answer. Like, you know, what about this? Well, when some people think this, some people think this, well, but I say this and it goes back and forth. St. Augustine wrote that same way. Uh, the Baltimore catechism, which is one of the most famous catechisms, um, certainly in the English world, was written that way. So that dialogue, that dialectic, that question and answer back and forth, I thought really lent itself to the style of the show and it worked with the idea of a catechism. So that's what we've, we've gone for. We're learning about the deep things of life and, and, and faith in God and, and, and is there a God and what's he like and does he love me and what's his plan for me? Um, and looking at that through the lens of pop culture because if, if and some people think that can't be done. Some people think that's not wholly enough but if we believe in a god that is part of everything that is has has created this whole world and isn't just a part of it but is like the ground of existence the 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 basis the foundation of all that is the foundation of being itself then God can be found everywhere. And even the most twisted, awful thing, we've talked about this a lot on the show, especially in the Christopher West episode where we talked about you too, even the most twisted, awful thing at its core is a good thing, is a good thing. So we're trying to get back to that. We're trying to redeem this world, not condemn this world. Jesus says, I came to, I came to redeem, not to condemn. Um, so that was the idea of this show. So thank you, Lord, for leading me on this road and helping me shape this vision. And finally, I feel like, yes, this is the show I want to be doing. And each time I go to film, I feel like we just, we get, we get better, we get better, we get better um, at, at, approaching this 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 vision that I've always kind of felt like I had for for the sort of show that I that I could do. So a great example of what I think the show is really good at came in the Hamilton episode. It's one of my favorite episodes that I do with my friend Stacy Summerow um, and David Sanborn. So I'm going to give you a clip from that when we're talking about the song Quiet Uptown. This song wrecks me. Like yesterday yeah. when I was when I was driving here yesterday I listened I listened to the whole show again and I'm I'm driving down the highway listening to Quiet Uptown and there's like tears streaming down my face <laughs> and I'm like ugly crying like my like my 4-year-old girl just in the car. <laughs> Because this song, it just, it hits me so hard. And like, uh, I have some friends who have lost children and this song is like, I just can't imagine, but you, it's, you're right, David, that in here, you see, he finally starts to realize that like, I was never satisfied. 
I was, um, you know, Angelica says in that song, burn, you know, you're, you're, you're paranoid in every paragraph, every paragraph about how they perceive you. Um, you're obsessed with your legacy. You're, you know, you write like you're running out of time. Like you just grind, grind, grind. You think that's going to satisfy you. But as you said, David, we're never, we're never satisfied until our hearts rest in the Lord, as St. Augustine says, like our hearts are restless until they rest in the Lord. But here it, it does talk about, you know, I go to church, I take the children to church on Sunday. I make the sign at the cross at the door. Um, in this, and now he's singing back to Eliza, what Eliza used to sing to him. Look at where we are and look at where we started. Um, hear me out. That would be enough. You know, it used to be her saying, you know, you don't have to go off, off to war. You don't have to do all these things. Like just stay here with us. Would that be enough? And now he's saying to her, like, can you, can you just hear me out? I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, I'm sorry. I'm trying to recognize like how awful I've been. And um, it's, it's amazing that through this terrible experience, this unimaginable grief, that that is where he finds grace. And when it says um, that moment in the show where she, she finally, Eliza finally sings, it's quiet uptown and she reaches over and grabs his hand and forgiveness. Can you imagine that sort of forgiveness? He cheated on you. He gave your son guns to go duel and your son died. Can you imagine that forgiveness? Like that is, that is grace. Nothing but grace is just like, wow. Grace too powerful to name. Grace too powerful to name. Line in the entire show. Hmm. Oh man. And isn't it fascinating that it's at that moment where he lost his son. That was the moment where they don't go into this as much in, as much in the show, but um, they do mention him praying and going to church. The moment where he lost his son was the moment that he discovered his own sonship oh, in the Father God. God. Yeah, that's really. And cool. then they make this really clear: the moment that he lost his most beloved family member, that's when he discovered his family. Wow. That's when he finally came home to his family. Man, I'm like tearing up right now <laughs> just <laughs> thinking about this. Is is that it, you know that spirit of adoption in Romans eight through which we cry, Abba, Father, that you know God yeah. loves us and adopts us into His family. It just uh, yeah. man. Um, you know, and it, and it seems crazy. I think sometimes to people who thank you, Nick, for bringing me a tissue. I'm a, I'm a big softy over here. Emo kids on the last. Here I am, um, crying on camera. <laughs> um, I just, guarantee nobody watching the show had a dry eye watching yeah. that scene. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, that line, there are moments that the words don't reach. There's a grace too powerful to name. We push away what we can never understand. We push away the unimaginable. Um, and they're just, they're there together. Mm -hmm. She takes his hands. Yeah, amazing. I thought that was so beautiful. And in real life, um, Eliza was the one who really promoted Alexander's story. Because yes. the whole theme at the end is who tells your story. And it was her. Yeah. And how she said, I put myself back in the story. Um, I don't think they know in, in real history who burned the letters, but they do know that the love letters did get burned after mm. his affair. Um, wow. But then she did, you know, essentially put herself back yeah. in the story. And I, I did think that was so such a beautiful thing, that forgiveness and that choosing to remember him well, despite, despite everything, you know. That that's the other moment that gets me is at the end when they start talking about Eliza and all the things they did and just like yeah. 
you know, you think you're done with the show and then the orphanage, the tears are coming again. (laughs) She lives another 50 years. You know, she tells his story. She, she fights against slavery. Like this woman is a saint. Like, yeah. And she didn't just redeem his victories by bringing the legacy of all that he did. He did a lot of great things. I mean, bringing that legacy out to bear, but she also sought, I mean, this is how you know that she knew Jesus, right? Is that she sought to redeem his brokenness mm. because his whole life, the source, the greatest source of his brokenness was the fact that he was an orphan. Mm-hmm. What does she do? She starts an orphanage. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> she redeems it. She baptizes his brokenness. Yeah. I got wow. chilled. So I uh, talked a bit about the past and the development of this show's concept. Now we're going on to the future. So some things I want to do just like pie in the sky ideas. I would love to do live shows on vacation. Like if there's college campus ministries out there, I would love to do a show on a campus, especially Catholic U where it was my own campus or at Steubenville or Notre Dame or that would be so fun. We could bring in a guest and talk about something that students care about. I'd love to do like a theology on tap um, or at a conference. That would be great. I've, uh, Awaken Catholic and I have already started to develop an awake uh, a parish mission that I would do called Brave New Faith, which you can find on the website. Um, now all my events are booked through Awaken. I'm now like an Awaken Catholic speaker. Um, so my website doesn't just take you to my email. It now takes you to <laughs> Awaken Catholic. And so now I'm doing events through them. Uh, I'm starting to work on writing a book. I already have it outlined. I'm going to start working on it this summer and this fall. Um, you know, through awake, that's going to be published through Awaken Catholic. So hopefully, I just got to write that. <laughs> Never written a book before, written lots of articles, but pray for me, all. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, but the biggest thing that I want to do is I want to do this show. It's the best thing I'm doing right now. And I just feel like, I don't know, when I pray about it, I feel like this is where the Lord is calling me to focus my efforts. And I've gotten some offers to do some other things. And I'm like, really? I got to focus on pop culture catechism. That is like, that. that's where it's at for me. I just really truly feel in the bottom of my heart like that's where God is calling me um, and where we're starting to see uh, things bearing fruit. So I'm going to give you a preview of season two. Like I said, we already have four episodes. Uh, we have my good friend, Brian Wilson. Uh, his, uh, he goes, he's a musical artist who goes by the name BT and the King. Check him out on YouTube. He's got some great music. He's an R&B um, artist and he's uh, the drum. I always say he's my drummer, but really it's like I'm his worship leader because he's a way better musician than me. Um, so he came on and we talked about uh, John Mayer. So that'll be out this summer. And John Mayer is a new album coming out so the, that'll be great i really dig a couple of the the songs off it um kitty prejean mcgrady who i just got to meet for the first time in person last week when we were uh i was worship leading she was the t- giving the talk at uh, a service camp down in virginia and uh she and i did an episode we recorded back in the spring on brooklyn 99 so if you're a fan of that show uh we got that coming up uh, for those of you that are on TikTok, you need to be following Tanner Kalina. He's the best Christian TikToker, in my opinion. I know Jennifer Fulwiler is like killing it and crushing it. She's great too, but Tanner is just, he, he's a focused missionary, and I just think he makes great content on TikTok. And he came on, and we talked about The Lion King, which I was a little skeptical about at first. I was like, yeah, let's talk about The Lion King. And then I watched it again with my kids, and oh my gosh, holy crap, that is such a Christian movie. So, um, 
we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're the, the episode on Lion King I'm super excited for that one to come out and then uh, the one that we'll give you a preview of in a second David McHugh uh, who works in pro-life work um, and also is a singer-songwriter musician with his wife Noelle um, they do music at Steubenville conferences and that sort of thing and uh, he also is the inventor of something called percoustics which is like uh, a drum that you can attach to your guitar it's, 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 it's simpler than it sounds it's like a drum trigger so it's like a, a, it looks just like a pick guard on the guitar but he can hit it with his hands and it makes like percussive sound it's super cool he demos it on the show um, so we're going to give you a clip from that show um, in just a second we talk about Imagine Dragons who also has new music out who also has a new album uh, coming out I think as, as, as well and a great episode um, so we'll give you a, a, a preview from that in just a second so just you might have noticed if you've paid attention to uh, the Awaken Catholic pages that we've halted production on most shows right now and that's because we are doing a kind of a capital campaign a fundraising campaign of $100,000 so when uh, if you go and listen to the uh, the Awaken Catholic show uh, Nick gave a great breakdown of like why they're doing this now and just kind of why it makes sense to do this campaign now but um Awaken Catholic didn't start out as being like a media company. It started out as like an events company. And so we've kind of had to switch gears. And so that's what this is going to help us do is pay off some of the equipment and keep these shows uh, going. So, and Nick and Alina really want to pay their people well. I really um, respect that. Um, primarily their, their, their staff and also eventually their, their show hosts like me, um, which is great. I, that would be great to be paid. Um, not that that's the primary reason I, I, I want to do this, but it makes it a lot easier to... Um, dedicate time and energy to it when you have like a family and, uh, and other responsibilities. So, uh, I really am excited about this campaign and we're going to ask you to be a part of it, but I'm not just going to ask you for money. This isn't just like an infomercial. We're going to, we're going to, um, do more clips of the show, give you a preview as well. But there's a few things that we really need you for. Um, and I have a little Kickstarter kickstart the campaign patron community. I, I, sorry, I'm bad at the, uh, we're calling it a bunch of different things. And it's all through Awaken Catholic. It's not Kickstarter. It's not Patreon. It's just all through a website. But I keep kind of using those words and I'm getting confused. And <laughs> I always use the wrong one. So I apologize if I'm getting the terminology wrong. But we're raising money to help the show. And you can join a community of patrons who helps the show to happen. So we're calling them patron communities. Uh, the patron community for my show will be the Pop Culture Catechists. And here's a few things that I am asking you, my listeners, to do. First of all, uh, pray for this show and pray for Waiting Catholic. I pray for it every day. And uh, something that I've, I've struggled with my whole life, and I'm being a little vulnerable here, but if you've listened to the show, this is no surprise to you, is I always want to be the center of attention. I'm a youngest child. I have always wanted to be famous. And so my whole life, especially as a musician, I've really tried to purify my heart and just be like, Lord, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. Like, if this is just vanity, take it from me. I don't want it. Um, and so I pray with the same way about this show. I don't just want to be like a popular show. Uh, I want to be something that's like touching people and helping people and, and, and lifting them up. So, um, but I really do feel like God is, God is calling me to do this. So I'd encourage you to pray for me, pray for the show that we would do what God wants to do with it. So second thing I'd really like you to do, I ask you to do this every episode, share and like subscribe, follow us apparently on Apple podcast. Now you don't just have to subscribe, but you have to like click the plus to follow on YouTube. You can't just click subscribe. You got to like ring the bell. But anyway, all those things help us. You write us a review, um, leave us, leave us uh, like a five-star rating. All that stuff helps us in some little way or just send it to somebody, um, you know. So the third way that you can help, and this is the one we're focusing on for the campaign is to give, um, and we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some perks. There's a bunch of different giving levels, and this is really a way that uh, you can, you can help us support the show and help the, help the Taylor family also to, um, you know, have a have a have a uh, well. 
I don't want to say too much, but um, it would really help if like they could take their salary um, and paying the show host would be great too. So if you could help us out there and I'm going to go through the perks in a, a, a second. So I think of it kind of in some ways, kind of like, you know, a Netflix subscription or an audible subscription, but in some ways it's almost like you're tithing. Like, uh, you know, for Christians where tithing is like, it's traditional to give like 10% of your income um, to some, either to part to your church or to social charities. I tend to split mine up between things that are true, good and beautiful. So true would be things like the church or like students going to seminary or like donating to a Catholic school or something like that. They like sharing the faith. Um, and we do some of that on the show too. Uh, things that are good would be like charities. So like Catholic relief services or a crisis pregnancy center or feed the children. Um, something like that, like something that's doing good charity work in the world. Um, and then the third one, the beautiful, uh, which I think is often ignored is just trying to patronize beautiful Christian art. Like that's something I think we've forgotten about. Cause it's, again, it's become such a stereotype that Christian art is just like, it's kind of subpar in music and movies, but for a lot of Western civilization, at least Christianity was at the forefront cutting edge, especially in the Renaissance. And we want like a new Renaissance of Christian art. Um, they were at the cutting edge because the church was patronizing these awesome works of art. And that's what we want to do. And that's what we want to invite you to, to become patrons, to help us make podcasts that are as good and YouTube shows that are as good as anything out there and are engaging people and are entertaining and uplifting people. And also you'll learn something about the faith as well. All of those things. So um, here are, I'm going to uh, help you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show you, sorry, I'm going to show you our, our, our patron community video in just a second. Um, so here's what's going to be the same about the show and here's what's going to be different about the show going forward in season two. So what will be the same? Same host, same concept, same guests. It'll, it'll pretty much be the same show. What will be different is there will be more exclusive content for those who of you who are part of the patron community and patronize the show every month and give a little bit every month. Um, we also have a new website. You can It's still available on the Awakened Catholic website, but you can now also go to popculturecatechism.com. We now own that domain and it'll take you to uh to a page that is this show and uh you'll you'll see my face with the guitar and the sunglasses um and also my youtube channel that has for years has just been um for a while it was called mr t's theology when it was like my teaching page and then i changed it to mike tenney music ministry um and now it will be now it is uh, as of like last night Pop Culture Catechism with Mike Tenney. And all the episodes from now on will no longer be posted on the Awakening Catholic page. They will now be posted to Pop Culture Catechism with Mike Tenney, my personal YouTube page. Both pages will still have playlists. So you can still access season one from my page through a playlist, which has been there all year. You can still go to the Awakening Catholic YouTube channel and there'll be a playlist for Pop Culture Catechism season one, season two, etc. Um, so you'll still be able to find it on the Awaken site, but everything will be coming through my site. And we think, we think that'll help the algorithm to kind of figure out what to do with this because our show is a little different than like the Catholic citizen, which talks about politics or uh, physically spiritual, which talks about like the mind body connection. And, um, you know, we have a lot of great, we have eight great shows on awakening Catholic, but uh, they're not all the same. They're not supposed to be the same. So we think dividing up the YouTube channels will, um, help things be a little more help people find what they're interested in and, and not run into stuff that they're not as interested in. So, uh, here's my Kickstarter vid, my patron community vid, and uh, we'll see you back in a second. 
Hello, friends of Pop Culture Catechism. We have had an awesome first season discussing movies and music and shows and theater from our very first episode where we had an NFP instructor on to talk about WAP to discussing Hamilton with some Broadway actors to our episode on YouTube with Dr. Christopher West. It has been a wild ride and I have loved every single episode. We've done old musical artists like Springsteen. We've done Ridge Against the Machine with Kyle Hyman from Redeemer Radio. We've done Linkin Park. We've done newer artists like Billie Eilish and Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande. We even talked with Sister and His from the Daughters of Charity about Taylor Swift. And then we did another episode on Taylor Swift. We've done huge franchises like Harry Potter and Frozen and Star Wars. We've done hit shows from Netflix like The Umbrella Academy or from Disney Plus. We did WandaVision and we even did a show on a video game, God of War with Taylor Schroll of Forte Catholic. So thank you to our amazing guests. Thank you to Awakened Catholic for giving me this this opportunity. Thank you for indulging me when I just want to play the guitar all the time. And a lot of people have liked the show. Actually, like thousands of you have watched the show. You heard me. Thousands of people have downloaded the show, listened to it as a podcast, watched it on YouTube. Turns out people like the show. And we've proven over the past season that the concept of this show is viable. But we need to take the next step. We need to make the show not just conceptually viable, but practically viable. Right now, it's not. It costs money. It costs me money. It costs awakened Catholic money. And that's fine. That, that, that happens that, you know, we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it for the mission and for spreading the love of God. And that's normal for a new venture to not make any money for a while. But if the show is going to continue long term, uh, we can't do it alone. So we're asking you to help. If you've been following the show, I've invited you to join something called the Awakened Nation. It's a group of monthly patrons who support the shows on Awakened Catholic financially. And thank you for those of you who have been doing so. That is like the reason why we've been able to do what we've done so far. But we're going to tweak the format a little bit. So now uh, we're asking for you to become patrons directly of the shows on Awaken Catholic that you love. So you would directly be a patron of pop culture catechism. And then those funds, instead of just going generally to Awaken Catholic, they more specifically fund the production of this show. Now, you still get all the perks of being part of the Awaken Nation, but now you'll be a part of a special patron community uh, specifically for this show called the, wait for it, Pop Culture Catechists. <laughs> now, I know I'm asking you to do more, not just be consumers of content, but now also partners with me. So I'm going to do more for you. Every episode will now have exclusive content just for patrons and uh, different higher levels of giving. I have set out a list of perks, which you can read about in the description with this video. So I encourage you to go check out the perks. And please, 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 if this show has meant something to you, if you want it to continue, I'm inviting you, please come partner with us. Uh, choose a giving level, make it part of your your monthly tithe or your weekly tithe and just consider it that you are helping to, to, to spread the gospel in a new and unorthodox way. So I encourage you to check out the perks list and partner with us. I have just been so fortunate to be a part of this Awakened Catholic team. We are committed to making enriching and engaging and entertaining content that will reach people in a way that nothing else is. So please check out the perks, support the show. I already have some great topics and guests lined up uh, for season two. In fact, we already have four episodes recorded that we're hoping to release later this summer or early fall. But again, we got to get the show self-supporting. So thank you. I love you. Jesus loves you more and peace be with you. 
All right, so let's talk about these perks. You can see them on the website, so you don't have to, if you just don't want to have to hear me read through them, you can just kind of skip forward a few minutes. Uh, so level one, uh, $10 a month. Uh, it says, I love this show as much as I love a Taylor Swift album. They're all Taylor Swift themes. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> baby, just say yes. Thank you for joining our team. You get access to exclusive Awaken Nation content. So you're part of the Awaken Nation. You still get all that stuff. And actually, I just recorded a talk like two nights ago that I think is one of the best talks content-wise that I've ever done. It's on. It's called like being human. And uh, so I got to I gotta get that to Nick, but it'll be up for uh, Awaken content, uh, Awaken Nation exclusive content. You'll also get access to a private patrons only group called the Pop Culture Catechists uh, and the full content of each episode, which will be about five to 10 minutes extra. Uh, and again, talks by Mike and other Awaken presenters. So that's tier one. Tier two, 25 bucks a month. I love this show as much as a Taylor Swift vinyl. Um, you can help me plan episodes. So you become part of the Pop Culture Catechism consulting team, which basically um, before I go to Ohio every few months, I'm going to email this group of patrons and be like, Hey guys, what are your ideas? What guests do you want to see? You know, what guests, you know, maybe, you know, that Trent Horn is a big fan of this, or, you know, this person, this musician is a big fan of this. Like you get to suggest to me and talk with me and we might even do a live chat or who knows. But anyway, I'm going to refer to you guys first for what episode should I do? What guests should I do when I'm planning? Um, also, you will get a shout out on the show in the month you sign up. Now, that might be delayed a little bit because, again, I don't record on a regular basis. I record like every three or four months. So, But you will get your name announced on the, f- the first show that I get to where, where you've signed up um, if you want to. If you want to do it anonymously, you, you don't have to. And then you'll also get all the level one perks. All right, level three, $50 a month. I love this show as much as a Taylor Swift cardigan. Uh, so... You will get to peek behind the curtain with this. You'll get shout outs by name and episodes for as long as you contribute at this level. And you will also get access to all my planning notes. So for each episode, I have like copious notes that I do. And sometimes the, the guests uh, chime in. You should have seen the one for the Harry Potter episode of Maggie Craig. That girl is a smart cookie. She had a ton of stuff. Like I kind of felt bad because after the episode, I hadn't even seen all the stuff she'd put in the show notes and like our show notes. And I was like, wow, she had a lot prepared for this. And a lot of my guests have. So you'll get access to see all that stuff if you uh, if you uh, give at that level. Um, and it includes stuff just that we're brainstorming about and doesn't doesn't make it into the episode because we don't have time for everything. So uh, patron level, uh, and you also get all the previous level um, perks. Uh, patron level tier f- tier level. I don't know what I'm calling them, but level four, a hundred dollars a month. I love this show as much as a Taylor Swift box set. Um, you will get a personal phone call from me on your birthday, probably more like near your birthday. Or if you, in lieu of that, you could also say, Hey, I want you to play this song for me. And I'll record a picture of me probably in this room, uh, playing a song for you. And then I'll send it to you. Um, so you get that once a year. Also once a year, I'll let you pick a book from my personal bookshelf, which is right over there. And I'll just kind of show you like, take a picture and say, these are my books. And it has like my notes in it. Um, some have notes, some don't, um, but I'll let you pick and I'll mail it to you. I'll sign it, write you a little note and I'll mail it to you. And you get that for, uh, once a year for as long as you give at that level and all the previous level perks as well. Uh, level five, $250 a month. If you are giving this month much, that's like, thank you. So, so much like you're helping (laughs) the show to happen and my family to eat like that will be amazing. Um, so once a year, I will have you, I will ask you to help plan an episode with me. Like you get to pick the topic. Um, you'll be considered the sponsor of that episode. Like this show will be sponsored by whoever. Again, if you want that, I know some people like to give anonymously. Um, and so after six months of giving at that level, we'll start planning an episode and you get to do that, uh, once a year, or you can, instead of that, you can opt for a distance event with me. So wherever you are in the country, uh, we'll do like a zoom meeting. I'll do like a zoom worship night or something like that, or, or I'll give a talk. Um, and you just, 
you just get that, um, I'd say for free, but it's, it's included, you know, cause you're paying every month. So, um, I had a, I had a student who was very much a stickler on that distinction when people say, oh, it's not free. No, you already paid for it, but it's included. So, uh, yeah, cause that would be included in your level five patronage. And of course you get all the previous level perks, uh, perk for level six, $500 a month. If you are giving this amount, like good grief. You are a generous, wonderful person. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see if we get anybody at this level, but uh, that would be amazing. Uh, if there's some people out there with some means who really believe in this mission like I do. Um, so anyway, if you can give $500 a month, that would be amazing. I called this, are you Taylor Swift? Because if you have that much money, maybe you're Taylor Swift. That'd be great if Taylor Swift listened to our show, wouldn't that? Um, so anyway, after six months at this level, Mike will name one of his instruments after you, starting with the ones I play the most, which right now is this Paul Reed Smith, which I'll tell you a story about sometime, uh, but not right now. And then probably my Strat, which is down there. And then my acoustic, uh, we'll, we'll go through the ones I, I, I play with most. I like never play this banjo or this mandolin down here. I also have some keyboards and stuff, but anyway, um, I doubt we'll get that many patrons at the level, but <laughs> we do, <laughs> we might have to figure something else out. Um, but, uh, Anyway, you'll, I'll name an instrument after you. Um, and then you also get all the previous level perks with uh, the distance events and all that other stuff. So uh, level seven, if you want to give more than that, if you, you're like, I want to make a special gift just to this show, uh, contact us through awakencatholic.org. Uh, I think it's info at awakencatholic.org. Uh, and we'll work out something special for you. See what, see what you want to do. Maybe you want us to, to come and do an event like a live taping or something like that. Um, who knows? We'll, we'll make it happen. So um, now, again, I know that some, so th- those are the three things you can do. You can pray, you can share, like, subscribe, all the things. Three, you can become a uh, financial patron. Uh, for the fourth thing that you can do is you can tell other people that you know might have some money. Like, I know some of you are high school students. I know some of you are in college. I know some of you are like priests and sisters in religious life. And like, you don't have a lot of money. I know COVID just happened and some people lost jobs. And like, so not everybody has the means to be able to give. And and that's fine. But um, like, I don't, like, we all have, like, all of you have a much bigger social circle than I do. Like, I don't know that many people who are like, have wealth to be able to donate to a capital campaign. Like a lot of my friends are in ministry, um, but maybe you do. So maybe if there's somebody you know who has some money that they love to share and they're generous people and they, they would love the mission of Awaken Catholic in this show, you could say, hey, I think you'd really get behind this initiative. I know you're a generous person. They're running a capital campaign right now. You know, check them out. See what you think. No pressure, but you know, uh, see what you think. I think I think you'd really like what's what's going on with this show, Pop Culture Catechism, or with this with this nonprofit called Awaken Catholic. Um, by the way, we are a nonprofit, so everything you do through uh, the Patreon community, that's all tax deductible. Um, and one of the benefits of not going through Patreon or Kickstarter is that all that money comes to us. Like a percentage doesn't go to Patreon, a percentage doesn't go to Kickstarter. It all just goes to the ministry uh, that's happening right now. So that is great. Um, so, uh, and you are also able to tell me like if those perks are like, those are very good perks. Uh, you can tell me what you would want for perks. Do you want like, like, what do you want? Do you want guitar tutorials? Do you want to do a book club? Like, what do you want to do? So you, you can tell me and those might change over time as I see what the community um, wants. So now again, I have been super happy with, like, I've been blown away by the number of people that are listening to and watching, uh, the, the show. And so if even just like 10% of the people that are watching, listening to the show on a regular basis, join the first level, like we'll, we'll be funded. Um, and we'll, we'll be, we'll be good to go. Um, so like, we'll be funded for this, like the amount of money it costs to produce the show on a monthly basis. Like I need 10% of you to sign up at the first level and, we'll be there. Like the show will be 
financially viable. So um, I really encourage you, if you've liked this show, um, consider us part of your your monthly tithing. Thank you so much. So um, I'm going to give you a little preview here uh, from season two. This is uh, from uh, one of the episodes that'll be coming out very soon. Check it out. Move. Yeah. So uh, this is the idea of being radioactive. Like normally that's an image. Uh, it's very negative, right? If somebody's radioactive, it's dangerous, right? It, it, it kills, <laughs> really kills bad. people. But here it's, it's, it's positive. Like he's radiant. He's shining. He's like putting this, a positive energy out into the world. This, you know, extreme energy that can do so much. And you think about it like a, um, like a star is radioactive or a sun, the sun is radioactive. And sure there's like such power in that. Like he, he feels like he's, he's coming into his, that's how powerful he feels now that he's, he's stepping forward a little bit. He's checking out of the prison bus. So I, I like how he takes an image that is normally kind of negative. He could have said, you know, I'm a star, I'm shining like a star. And that would have been very positive. But now he's like, no, I'm radioactive. And it kind of has a little bit of an, an edge to, it. I just, I don't know. I love the way that he described that. I think that's really good lyric writing. So when, when you were saying that, yeah, because I I've never thought of the song before, like like looking at imagery beyond. Yeah, just mm-hmm. not this song. I mean, other songs, but like looking at the the radioactive theme. You know, all the words of the song, like beyond what what's there, and the way that he's using radioactive is almost like the way that we use the or we talk about the cross. Oh, wow. uh, the, the cross is like this terrible horrible uh instrument of death yeah um we wear it around our necks you know like jewelry but Mm -hmm. so it's not a big deal (laughs) i i got nothing um but like but but radiation we can understand yeah and Uh and you know the thing about radiation like you said you know it's dangerous it kills Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you can look at it like um uh in in some applications just natural applications it it kills disease you know like a cancer patient uh, you know, it, it's, it's this thing that is getting rid of, uh, the, this cancerous, it, whatever it mm-hmm. sees in you, uh, the cross gets rid of this, this cancer, you know, in you of sin. Um, and so may, the way that he's using it here, like it's this part of the song where he's like alive, fully alive, just in the same way, like, you know, that we talk about the cross. It's almost like he's talking about, you know, radiation, radioactive. So we're wrapping it up, coming to the end here. I just want to thank you guys each for giving me the privilege of speaking into your earbuds every two weeks. I know it's a podcast can be an intimate thing where you just, you're inside someone's brain, maybe talking at double speed. And uh, I don't know if anyone else listens to the episodes at double speed, but when I listen back to them, sometimes the music things like they sound really funny at double speed. <laughs> Um, but anyway, just thank you for, for letting me be a part of your life. I've really enjoyed it. And I enjoy the comments I get from some of you, you know, when somebody leaves a review and says, oh my gosh, your Star Wars episode, like you saved the sequel trilogy for us. Or somebody says, oh, I listened to the Hamilton episode and like uh, my family lost a child. And like, that was so powerful. The conversation you had, um, like I, I get those comments all the time where people say, oh, Harry Potter, like, you know, people tell me it's demonic and like your episode, like I felt bad for liking Harry Potter, but like your episode really helped me like comes to grip with it. Like, no, th- there is a lot of Christian themes in it. And like, like how to had how to feel about that in my heart. So, um, or the the whole Britney Spears thing with the free Britney thing. That's it, even now is still still a big thing. Like some people wrote and like they really appreciated the things that that we talked about on the show. So, um, we are touching people, we are helping people, and uh, I love that I get to be a part of that. So, thank you for trusting me with your ears and uh, letting me be one of your podcasts. I, it really is 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 such an honor. So, thank you. 
I am going to leave you with just, I'm just going to give you a few clips that I really like from, we're just going to do them back to back. So the end of this episode, this is the last you'll, you'll hear from me in this room, but you'll, you'll see some clips from the rest of the year. Um, uh, one from the Christopher West episode, and then just a few others that I, uh, really like. So please, 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 uh, just look at the perks, choose a giving level, whatever you can do is helpful. Or maybe you can do a one-time gift, uh, pray for the show, pray for the people who listen to this show, um, share with whomever you think would like it. Uh, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. Jesus loves you more. Here are a few of my favorite moments from the past year. And afterwards I say, do you know what Bono just did? He was teaching 80,000 people how to pray. Because the fathers of the church tell us, and this is a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, the fathers of the church tell us that prayer is nothing but becoming a longing for God. Wow. Wow. And that, Mike, that has been in my life the gift of U2's music. It Mm -hmm. has given voice so many times in my life. I can't even count them. Mm-hmm. How many times U2's music has given voice to my own cry of my heart for God, yes. my longing for God. Amen. That's prayer. Yeah, and like in, in, in the garden, what's the first thing that Adam and Eve do after they sin is they hide their nakedness. They're hiding from God. They're hiding their vulnerability, and that's a block to intimacy. And yep. Yep. What Bono does is he's like, I'm, I'm going to hang my problems out here. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be vulnerable. And I think that's a lesson for, for every Christian is, is, is learning to be vulnerable with God and let him hear that cry. Even if sometimes it's a, it's a cry of doubt, if it's a cry of anger, if it's a cry of frustration, um, you know, and they even have some of the Psalms as their songs <laughs> is, yep. is written through in these laments, these cries to God. And, um, like that is, that is such a, a beautiful moment. So let's, let's say your oldest daughter is like, Daddy, listen to this Ariana Grande song. I think it's great. This is the sort of relationship I want. Like, what what message do you want her to take from this? What uh-huh. what are you? Let's let's say these are my two favorite songs. I love this song, Holy. I love this song, Positions. Like, what what's the message about healthy relationships, about sex that you want her to take away? What what do you say? I guess uh, I guess from this is that marriage is not 50 50 marriage is 100 100 mm. you know your 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 husband if i'm talking to my daughter your husband gives 100 percent of himself to you and that involves sacrifice that involves doing things that he may not feel like doing because he knows that it's good for the good of the family mm-hmm. he can't give he can't give half of himself and mm-hmm. make the relationship work and you give 100 percent of yourself to your husband you know mm-hmm. um and that means that you have to make certain sacrifices uh, for the like to, for for him and, and for the for the family because God calls you to do that. Um, you can't give half of yourself. It's a hundred. Now, over time, your hundred may look different depending on your state in life. But you give your full self, and sometimes that involves sacrifice. And if you're going to make any relationship grow, there has to be the openness yeah. to doing things a little bit different if you're called to do it. And from then on, whenever we, we always traded music back and forth. And whenever we would make each other like little mixtapes or mix CDs, it was like songs to make you pee volume one, songs to make you pee volume two. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and that's that's where you, you get into the the idea of how do I how do I be a public person hmm. and what do I do with all that stuff? Um, where's my support system? that can help me navigate those waters. That's for us, Mm -hmm. we have, you know, confession, we have spiritual direction, you know, we have our life and community with people we can say, look, I'm struggling with this, or we went through this today, 
You know, as a sister, people make all kinds of assumptions about <laughs> us, and yeah. you know, and some for the good, and maybe some for the you know the bad because they got hit with a ruler by a nun at some point, and they're like, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, but. You don't you hit know, pe- you that, don't hit people with rulers. <laughs> I promise you, I've not done that. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, I want to look I at hit the- you with some mad beats. Oh, okay. nice! I want to hear that. Truth bombs. Yeah, doing what's best for the marriage together, mm-hmm. and then it makes it worth it in the long run. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, especially when you go through those hard times. Yeah. Then yes. you know you can depend on that person. Exactly. You know, because stuff happens pandemics yeah, happen yeah. people get sick and yeah it's it's tough so yeah and you're you're stuck inside with them for four months and, <laughs> and that's when you know it's good <laughs> yeah. when you're not tearing each other's hair out and, and you know screaming and, and you're still doing it so you know you're doing something right <laughs> right I, I won't make a joke about still doing it so <laughs> except i just did ah sorry Bruce is really good at, at doing that at, at taking these uh, very personal and specific details and and metaphors often about people who are in states various states of impoverishment and and reminding you that like this could be you like it might be you right now mm-hmm. in some sense wow. <laughs> so we, we keep coming across this idea of longing mm-hmm. and desire born to run go to go somewhere to get out of this town there's a um they got a hungry heart um, I'm on fire, he says. Um, the lyrics of that song, I was like, ooh, it's a little creepy. I don't know if I want my daughter hanging out with this guy. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's uh, yeah. 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 But, um, which I'd never realized before listening to the cassette tape in the back of the minivan when I was eight, you know? <laughs> you, can look, you can look at it as creepy or you can look at it as kind of like Song of Songs. Song of Songs. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll take the, I'll take the latter. <laughs> so I want to talk about a song off his new album, mm. uh, The Power of Prayer. Meet me afternoon, meet the summer sun, right by the lake till the evening comes. I run my fingers through your sun-streaked hair. Baby, that's the power of prayer. Summer nights, summer's in the air. I stack the tables with the chairs. It's closing time, then you're standing there. Baby, that's the power of prayer. It's a fixed game without any rules. An empty table on a ship of fools. I'm holding hearts, I'll play the pair, darling. It's just the power of prayer. It's, uh... Go ahead. How often do you do this when, when you're talking about artists on here? Because I've listened to a few episodes, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like it's not normal that when you pull up a song, you just kind of read most of it and then start talking about it. Um, I don't know. I'm not this good at, that good at this yet. I've just started this podcast. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm not an expert like you, Kevin. Okay? No, no, no. I, I, I'm only saying that because it feels unique to this episode. That like for each one, you've pulled it up and then read a significant portion that's of the true. song. And I feel like it's just because that's how well his music flows it's how it's kind of how cohesive cohesive they are even yeah. if the verses are different they all will come back to not necessarily a chorus but a theme mm-hmm. that kind of binds yeah it all I, I wasn't doing that on purpose so that's no that's i know totally i know yeah yeah, yeah yeah my guest today i'm so excited to have this guy on all the way from the arid luen in middle earth we have gimli son of glowin here with us no, I'm just kidding. We have Tony Vicinda. Today, for my guest, I'm very honored to have the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst, with me <laughs> right here. Oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, he didn't take that big of a leap. He, he went to run a jazz nightclub. Uh, he didn't become a Catholic uh, and president of a nonprofit. It's a That's little bit true. of a different trajectory. This is actually president of Awakened Catholic. 
Nick Delatore in the flesh. Make that shirt, man. Thank you. The next line, which seems like totally in advance being made at a gathering, mm-hmm. the voice of some dude like, come over, baby. I think you're pretty. You know, mm-hmm. And her response is, I'm okay. I'm not your baby. But if you think I'm pretty, you should see me in my crown. Mm. So this is where the music video becomes key to this yeah, interpretation. To, to this interpretation. Yeah. Because right after she says that, she opens her mouth and a tarantula crawls out. So it's like talking to this creepy dude who's trying to advance and it's just like, I'm not your baby, but if you think I'm pretty, you should see me in my crown. <laughs> like He's going to leave you alone at that point. And your introverted self can go back to uh-huh. being alone yeah. and in silence. You can and so I just like, I heard it this way. And thought it was, I have no idea if this was her intended meaning, but man, it sure is funny. But it means that it's so much deeper than just an act of charity, not to disparage charity, right? But, but you know, charity is more than just giving money to someone you see on the street. And love is more than just the feelings that we have or the, the relationships that we have. Um, and so I was thinking, you know, on, on a theological tangent real quick i, I promise it'll be short no, it's you good. know when you yeah. think that that the, the trinity is in essence love right that that god the, the son is the outpouring of god's love and that the love between the two of them is uh, is what begets the holy spirit well you can replace that with charity too i mean it's the same thing um and and so if these outpourings of charity is what what gives us the trinity what the trinity is in its essence and if we're made in the image and likeness of god then in essence at our heart is, and we must act with charity and, and love. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that in a sense, um, I mean, I'm probably putting words in the Ed's mouth, but what you can what you can view through the Christian lens is that he's saying is that when we live our lives to the calling that we've been given as, as made in the image of God, and when we love, then we participate in this fullness and this wholeness that is that which can heal because it is a participation in the image and likeness of God in the, in the world, in the life that he gave us and he intends for us. And I think Ed's getting to that. He just might not have known it when he wrote it. Man, so good. Preach brother. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Say that, say the Latin phrase again, the, the Christ of love impels us or urges us on. Carry tough Steve or get Ooh, you fancy. I like it. <laughs> You must have had a really good religion teacher at some point. I did. David Tenney. Oh. <laughs> That's my brother who also teaches at the school. Uh, I was asking for that one. Well played. Touche. <laughs>